Hello, everybody. Welcome back into the Letterman Lounge. This is a Monday. It is Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint and a fun, casual conversation about Ohio State. The reigning Big Ten champions stay unbeaten in the league with a 59-31 blowout of Purdue on Saturday. We're going to talk about that and then what's coming on Saturday against Michigan State. Huge showdown in the Big Ten. That's Justin Zwick, Nicole Cox, Bobby Carpenter, Jeremy Birmingham, and I am Austin Ward. And Hard to find a lot to complain about from a four-touchdown win, Bob. Yeah, I mean, you can always dig in there and find yeah, some let's, stuff. Well, let's do it. There's great, to, there's great to be able to find some things to learn about in a loss, or learn about in a win, as opposed to a loss. A cover as well. A cover mm. as well. I mean, you were right. There was a lot of offensive production. I did not anticipate that type of explosion. However, I wouldn't have anticipated them anticipated them maybe throwing like Jack Plummer and him just fumbling the ball and then you know muffing kickoff returns and stuff like that. Like Purdue didn't make it any easier on themselves knowing that they were going to be outmatched. And I, I give Ryan Day a lot of credit. You know, they schemed this thing up. I mean, they had them ready to go. They did a good job, you know, negating some of Purdue's defensive line strength, moving guys around, making sure they were, you know, when they were stunting. The offensive line played better. CJ looked really good. I mean, you could argue mm-hmm. maybe he maybe even should have had a couple more completions, a couple of drops. And so they, yeah. they, and they wanted him to defend, really. You know, I talked to Hartline a little bit about this. Like, defend the whole 53 yards of the field. You know, you saw a lot of the bubble screens. You saw the jet stuff. And like, hey, when you're going to pack it inside, yeah, it's tougher to run. So you know what? We'll just keep working the outside, and it'll wear your defensive line down. It'll force guys to run out there and make plays. And so I saw that. That was good. Defensively, I think there's some things to clean up. I mean, he started off really strong. I, when I saw the first three and out, I'm like, this feels good. And then they boomerang it and take it in for a touchdown. I'm like, <laughs> well, you're already up one because you're going to get the ball to start yeah. the second half. You forced the three and out, and you went down and scored on them. So now they're in chase mode the rest of the game. Because I, I was worried that they might be able to score, but didn't give up the big plays. They have about 100 yards, but it was like on 11 quiet-ish, 100 yeah. yards. I mean, it wasn't him catching 45-yard bombs over the top. They did a pretty good job. They let it bleed a little in the second half. But I always tell people that that happens defensively because the coach was like, just don't give up the big play. And they, they didn't they didn't blitz anymore. No. They were rushing three. And they were like, okay, you're just going to mark. We'll let you field. score, but it'll take time. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't really care Purdue's about that. the worst rushing team in the Big Ten. And Ohio State, even defensively, was trying to guard the whole 53 and just backing off. And Purdue running the ball better than they have all year long yeah. still was only getting they have Xander four, four yards of carry. back, and I think he's healthy and yeah. looking a lot better. They, they weren't, you know, Ohio State was not going to be worried about them running the ball for very often, so they didn't really try to even defend the middle in the running game. They were, they were giving up six, seven yards a pop to Purdue, which you don't want to do, but, but you knew, that's you knew not they weren't going to continue. It, exactly. So. They weren't patient enough. To, like tell guys, like listen, if they want to, if they want to be patient enough to rush for 250 yards and just five yards down the field all the way when you're scoring in 30 seconds, like go ahead. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're not going, especially when you're down. You know, four, four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. Like, that's not. That's not what Jeff Brown wants nope. to do. That's- He's a real smart coach and a co- offensive coordinator, and those guys like to show off. Yeah. yeah their prowess by being able to dial up those four receivers to a side and slipping guys through. Like, they want to do more of that, not just lining up and running inside zone. Right. They blinked and they were down 35-7. All of a sudden, the game plan changes probably. For both teams, it did. Nicole, Mm -hmm. how did it look from row one? Yeah. Man. Good seats. Those blurred lines. I just know. Let's save the Buckeye Leaf for now. I just want to know what the experience was like. Well, my pick was so great. Oh, you want to start? Because I was... I was just so close. We picked him to win. Bring it up. Yeah, um, twenty-one to twelve, guys. She's so hard 20, on herself. I mean, I was like, "This is this is terrible." But okay, here's so you my want theory. some group accountability for your pair. So, that's like Ryan Day's bringing it. Now you want it too. Well, here's what I'm thinking. I think that it actually worked out great because if I do a bad pick like that, it was a blowout. 
It was great. The emotional hedge. You get the reverse pick. psychology. I, I'm a reverse psychology major, and so I totally. Oh, really? Where do you sign up for? I've never seen that in school. Uh, I know Urban was a psych it's major. A, it's at that, Myers University. Oh, it's at the, uh, <laughs> it's, it's at the uh, anxiety school. <laughs> oh, I should go there. <laughs> it's, the, it's the anxiety school for complainers. But, Nicole, I mean, the weather wasn't great down it there. It wasn't, but I dressed warm. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. And I haven't been to a game in three years so Ooh. we um we've been fortunate enough we have tickets through our partnership with ohio state and we usually give them to our team members to go and because of the short staffing issues a lot of our team hasn't been able to go this year and it was nice for me to go and just check on all of our activation within the stadium but um it was it felt I saw, great i saw to be a in picture there. of you like ordering wings and like you <laughs> tasted them and like these aren't hot enough and you threw them back at the police <laughs> i had heard something about that yeah mm. i don't it's amazing. That. Don't be serving our stuff like it's trash. Yeah, yeah. She's like, what is, what is this? That 100% sounds like. She said, there's already well, a shortage and we're serving trash and <laughs> threw it back. Yeah. We're the official wing sponsor of Ohio <laughs> State Athletics. You gotta bring, your it. Game you gotta bring it every Saturday, just like the Bucks. <laughs> Did you oh. get there early enough to see our wonderful uh, SAG, you know, award-winning commercial that Bob and I are? Oh, yeah. Was it good, that guys? Was so great. I did not see get it. to see it. Every that's week's, what I really wanted to see. Every no. week somebody takes a picture of me or Bob up there and sends it to me like I'm some sort of big deal now. I love it. I'm just somebody who likes roosters. I love it. Oh, and There's, Austin, your team uh, yesterday, that meant so much to us. It just like made my day. I had oh, a, a different location. The Screen Actors Guild. Austin Ward and Richard Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. We are, you know, two celebrities and Bobby Carpenter. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, and Bob. guys, there are no complaints Phoebe. though, even though it was cold, just to be back in the stadium because that was my first time and yeah. not having season last year. It was amazing. It was just breath. It it was breath. I just can't. Yeah, it was. I just can't even it was, like. It was. Breath. I couldn't breathe on the field. <laughs> it was so extremely cold. Yeah, Berm was bundled. It was very he cold. Was bundled. I don't mess around on these days. I know what's coming. He's like, oh, do you? Better to keep be perfect. A few weeks ago, I, gotta, I thought you got a little wet. I got to keep my fingers, you know, mobile. Yeah, just appreciates weather. Appreciates weather. Just love weather. Jay Z, what were your initial takeaways on Saturday? Uh well, I had to rewatch yesterday because I did. Went to a game. Oh, I didn't go, but I tailgated. And so you know how that is. Uh, so I caught the uh, quick 60 on Sunday. The crash um, course. Yeah, the crash course just to kind of refresh. But, uh, you know, I, I took away from that was just, you know, everybody wants to get on them scoring 31 points. or this. It's like, we're up 35-7 with eight minutes to go in the second quarter. Like, <laughs> things change. Defensively, let's not give up the big play. You know, it's not against a team that I thought was going to score anyways just because they've been rolling and the quarterback's been playing well. So, the way that they were able to jump out, CJ looked golly. I mean, every in the pocket, he just looked like he was in command, uh, stepping up, doing a great job of just giving himself a little bit of time. And it just seemed like he knew everywhere he wanted, like pre snap reads. I don't know what, but he knew where he wanted to go with the ball. And it, it just seemed like he was in total command. And when that's happening, Gosh dang! I mean, they're good. I mean, I, you know, having Garrett Wilson back, I didn't think would be that big of a thing, just because that that room is so loaded. Right when he was out, yeah. But maybe maybe having him in there is is that much better. Well, and, and Bob brought it up. I mean, I think you know those jet sweeps and the mm-hmm. pop passes to get them going and stretching the out of defense, making them defend fifty three yep. yards. Like, yep. I, I don't know why that wasn't part of the playbook when the run game was struggling yeah. in the previous two weeks, but. I mean, well, you know, Ryan came out and, you know, he said, he, you know, he kind of called a bad game kind of against North Nebraska. So, you know, they're learning. He's holding coaches accountable. We've heard a lot of that here coming through the weekend. And, uh, you know, I think that's just part of the, you know, uh, evolution of their, this team, you know, the play calling and and whatnot. So I I think it was a huge win, a great, you know, you want to come out and play well in November. And I didn't even realize how bad it was until I saw you guys after the game. 
with the wind. Yeah, I mean, yeah, when Tim's hat went off, I'm like, I didn't realize it was that windy. So that that gives me even more appreciation for CJ and the way he was throwing the ball into that. That was the same for me, Jay Z, because it was really, really nice in the press box. (laughs) Windows closed. I didn't know that the wind was whipping like that, and then it was that cold. So like the The flags are up on top of the well, I can see them, but sometimes they get wrapped around the flag. That's actually a sign of how windy it is. Is that that (laughs) is that what that that checks out? Uh, It's like the throw that he made to Stroud that was negated by the Ruckert hold, like. The fact that he could do that into the wind mm, was, was something yeah. else. Unfortunately, it was pretty ugly on the field. I, I mean, and I, I said this after the game, but it reminded me a lot of the Michigan game in 2018 where the Buckeyes won that one only by 23 points and 62 to 39. But everyone's like, oh, this is the greatest day in the history. This is a game Ohio State could have scored 80 points on, mm. on Saturday oh, if they sure. wanted. Uh, and sure, they gave up 31, but who cares? You know, there there is a point in the game when as a football player, as a defensive guy, Bob, you, you guys are up – 35 to 7 you kind of take the foot off and you say just nobody get hurt well, nobody you know and I think that there's actually a concern of that I mean you watch in the second half the Buckeyes were certainly less physical uh, and I think it was just hey it's cold let's get out of here we got two big ones coming and that's 100% like let's survive in advance you hear Ryan Day talk about it all the time and so you're trying to ratchet up on like a third and six, but it's like if they get this, <laughs> they're still down four touchdowns and I have 50 yards to go. Yeah. It's tough to replicate that sense of urgency like, <laughs> hey, we have to get this stop to get the ball back to go score. It's just not real how that's going to operate and yeah. you know what you're going to see. I'm just happy this game was over with. Uh, if you looked at this, it's tough to say, you know, is it a trap game? Is it not? I mean, you told Michigan State it was a trap game and they still fell into the trap anyway. Uh, and so Ohio State, that was maybe a little bit of the concern is, you know, you've talked about it, you've talked about it, you've talked about it ad nauseum, but they, they can score the ball in a hurry. And so I was worried if, if it would have come out and maybe been flipped where they score a little bit, you get into a chase game, and now you're not feeling quite as good. And not that the players weren't prepared for it, but you have this, then you have Michigan State, you have Thanksgiving, and then, you know, Michigan, which all those things are incredibly real. The fact that the players and coaches have to deal with that, and so do their families. You have yep. senior day coming up, mm-hmm. and like guys are having to make decisions. One of the other things we didn't touch on is, you know, guys are having to make decisions about, hey, am I a am I senior? Am walk? I a senior this year? Am I going through the walk? Or, I mean, well, can I wait? Well, no, you've got to decide now. Do you want to come mm-hmm. back and play again? Because we have to figure out what we're doing, and it's hard. To, it's hard. It's a lot of a lot of stuff that's being thrown at these guys here. You know, as you start turning the page after Halloween. And I thought they did a great job. And now it's like clearly you can see you win the next two, you're going to Indy. Yeah. All right. You'll go to Indy, you win that one. I mean, you're trying to get back to Indy again, trying to get the return trip. Like all that is now yep. laid out. You've played the 10 games. You're sitting here. November's for contenders. Contender. Let's go. That's the word. Earl yeah. Bruce, we're ready to go. <laughs> November is for chicken tenders. Let's get it done. Actually, at Roosters. Uh, this particular November Tuesday is for mini corn dogs. Mini corn dogs. Mini corn dogs. If I we have them, they're back. They weren't even. I mean, this is something yeah, that this wasn't is here. This I don't is, remember been ever having this yeah. on Letterman. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, because they went away for a little while. And thankful to our amazing guests who just really wanted them back. We got them Hammered back. Us. Hold up. So oh, what, I hold on. Uh oh. Who was I telling? What I, do I have to do? I know. I know. Was it a letter writing? Uh, yeah, now, I mean, I can do that. Once staffing gets better, chips can be considered again. Okay. They are okay. the chips. It's what hard if, to explain. Like in the kitchen, Daisy will come in and make them. They are them. cooked differently. What I, I got, I got they spare don't time. Go with the flow. What if Justin Brown? I guarantee on a box. tortillas and just quarters them and fries them himself. 
Yeah, it wouldn't be the same as the rooster chips. Nope. They're not tortilla chips. Yeah, they're not tortilla chips. What is? Have you ever had them? What in the they're world kettle. is wrong they're with like, them? Oh, Did they get rid of them before you started cutting them? I don't live in your kitchen. What? I don't live in your this kitchen. This guy even tortilla roosters chips? or not? Golly. Wings when I'm here. I don't eat chips when I'm here. I eat wings. You're missing out. We haven't had them on the show since Berm's been cooking. So why don't you guys back off? Listen, you need to know the menu a little bit better. You need to know the history. They're not on the menu, The history of roosters and the great things they have here we'll he's gonna to start crying in the dip. show and it's not even nuclear this time, this time it's gonna be real tears from my face <laughs> oh we are rolling folks on letterman live uh, and they are two dollars on tuesday if available at yes. your local readers. <laughs> yes um and we're going to give away our buckeye leaves and we are going to start with nicole as always what do you got so, you're writing in your notebook with, with your gloves on yes there were a few different guys i could have chosen um but i'm gonna go back to my old faithful my old faithful team of i've already picked chris Olave this year but garrett wilson he just had an unbelievable game it was great to see him out there i mean three receiving touchdowns one rushing and i did you guys say ever it happened in school history ever no. that's unbelievable so it he, it was great to see him. And like Justin said, I mean, the guys were looking good in those positions. So we didn't realize how much we missed him, I yeah. guess. But yeah. he just really put on a show. It yeah, was great. And the first receiver to go over a thousand yards. I think he knew that Nicole was there for the first time. Uh, he must yeah. have. Yeah, he's put on the show in the first quarter. Like, hey guys! In the first half. <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, so- my buck, I leave him on Monday. <laughs> so, Let's and, go. So yeah, so Jackson Smith and Jigba is over 1,000 yards receiving. Travion Henderson is over 1,000 yards rushing. Yeah. C.J. Stroud has 3,000 yards passing and 30 That's touchdowns. Right. Like, and there's still more. Like Chris Olave and Garrett. Yeah, they're, they're both, both with under 300 yards of yeah. getting to 1,000, which is incredible it's if truly, you sit back and think about it. It's truly crazy what's going on. It, not, it, not to steal your thunder. Well, it, no, it is, and you know that just goes right to my buck. I leave. I, I got to give it to C.J. Um, I just think he was in such command. I mean, seven incompletions with yeah. you know you talked about a couple that could have been caught that. Really, we see a lot of oh. catch that ball in the end zone, even though it was, you know, it was behind it, him and I whatever. It had to be behind him, honestly. But. I think he threw it in the right spot. Yeah. You know, I think he had the right idea, and we usually see him make that catch. So, I mean, there, there's, there were some other opportunities there, but he was just in command. We talked about the wind. We talked, I mean, the guy is back in the picture for the Heisman. He's got to be up there. He's the uh, uh, odds on he, betting yeah, favorite now. Is, is that right? So, it was crazy. Uh, yeah. A great time to have a great game going into these last two. I mean, confidence has got to be going high. We've done it in all sorts of, kind, all sorts of weather. So, you know, anything that we come against here at the end of the year, uh, I think we have that confidence. And somebody from the West Coast, you know, <laughs> having that confidence. and I think he was challenged know, by, yeah, I think by so. one of the panelists. On I played think well. so. He played really well. I'll be the first to sit. That was the best game. And I'm not going to sit. There wasn't opportunities where he needed to run, had to run. Like, mm-hmm. You don't have to do it, and it's not there. Don't do it. I'm not saying create problems that don't exist. <laughs> um, I'm surprised that you didn't go with your guy, the guy who tries to claim his nickname is Pork Chop. I, I, sh- I should have. It's really I just. Should have. It's really after, just after what he's been through here in the middle of the season with yeah. whatever's been going on. Yeah. He did have a heck of a game. The meatball. Yes. Came in. I mean, they're actually getting under center, running some eye formation. He's pounding them downhill. Mm-hmm. Like that's the one thing that we're going to need at yeah. some point in time. Like maybe not against Purdue. You know, maybe it's against Michigan State, maybe Michigan, Wisconsin, whoever's in the Big Ten championship. Yeah. You know, college football playoff. Those are the times where you're going to need a guy like him. Nice change up. You get mm-hmm. Travion out of there, get him in, Master Teague. He's got a little more wiggle than Master, probably not the top end speed. Yeah, Master's going to, he's a blood, bludgeoned hammer, and he's got the top end. So if he hits it, it's gone. Yeah. But to see Mayan in there and get his stuff done, and like you said, he's been out for a number mm-hmm. of weeks. And so it was a welcome sight seeing him back on the field. And he was the leading rusher in the game, he was, yeah. which, uh, which is fantastic. 
Yep. Okay, here we go. I mean, I, everyone already knows. Cam Martinez. I, I'm picking Bryson Shaw because I really think it's important that people step up when they when they don't play well. And and he stepped up after the game and said, "Hey, this is on me." It was not Tim Tebow. He's not going to get a statue outside of the stadium or anything. We will play as hard as we can for the rest right. of the season. And, it was embarrassing. Right. And I love this he, place. He, he said, "You know, <laughs> this, this that's on me. It can't happen. And maybe it will happen again. I don't know. The kid obviously is trying to learn the position. I wrote about it on Sunday. They don't have anyone else. There's to no play one there. else to be back there." And, and, so people can yell all they want. I saw Josh Proctor. His arm's still in a sling. He, he, he played, looks like a bird right now. He played He played all every single defensive snap, and, and a kid was not supposed to be playing this year in that type of role and that sort of uh, you know minutes. And he's stepping up as much as he can. Are there some deficiencies? Yeah. I mean, but he's really good against the run. He plays really aggressive against the run. He's probably too aggressive against the pass, and that's why teams are beating him on the play action. But – to me, it's about accountability. Ryan Day preached all last week and the last two weeks about the offensive line, saying we got to take, we got to do better, we got to do better. Um, and again, it's only at Ohio State where you win a game by that many points against a ranked team, where you're even being asked about that in the post game conference. Nobody's nowhere else in the country is someone going, "Hey, you guys just won this game by 30 points. What about that one play where you sucked?" Like no one, nowhere else in the country does that happen. Mm-hmm. And I just think that for young kids, and again, Bryson Shaw was a lacrosse player two years ago. It's not like he's a guy that was a, a five-star football player recruit. He's needing to learn the position. Uh, I just I like to see kids step up, and and he's obviously in a pretty uncomfortable spot. I I honestly think though I don't get upset when those things happen. Especially it's nice to learn in a win because it's a learning opportunity. It's like he's not going to continue to make the same mistakes. He's a smart kid. He's a good athlete. He hasn't done it. And when you're playing free safety, like mistakes in the front and the front end, those are first downs. Mistake in the back end, mm-hmm. it's a touchdown. And so he's made some mistakes. But what I've seen and watched him, like he cleans stuff up each and every week. And so there's ownership to it. There are people who make mistakes in life and in general in football, sports, whatever, and they don't acknowledge that they've made that mistake because in their mind, they try to justify it and rationalize it in a million different ways how it wasn't their fault, mm-hmm. and that didn't happen. Which Bobby, very good get everything I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole was just I, waiting to tag I, in over there. I so badly wanted to choose Bryson. I really did. I just, those stories, I mean, that is something that will be remembered. There, Like Bobby was just saying, there are adults out there, people I work with, people everybody works with, that that still to this day do not take responsibility and his willingness to want to make himself better. I mean, there's, I admire that so much. It was just a really neat story. And I love, and I'll forever remember him like that. You know, the guy that kind of stood up and admitted to his faults and just wanting to be better. I just admire that in anybody who wants to try to improve themselves. I just think he could have been very generic post game and Mm -hmm. taking a, you know, as a group, we got to do better. We got to do this better. He said, that's on me. That should never happen. It can't happen. It won't happen. And, you know, I, I think that that's important when you're dealing with a young defense, there has to be guys that, that step up. And I, I know people hear it and think that we're making excuses, but this is a kid who should not be playing for Ohio State this year. He should not be in that position where he's required to play every single defensive snap. And uh, I think that you just have to understand that there are going to there's going to be a learning curve, and and Bryson Shaw and the, the entire rest of the secondary is in it right now. Let before we go on, you know, there's one thing we didn't talk about, Nicole. We have a couple weeks left, two games left. We've got the Roosters Bowl giveaway. Mm, what is that? We do. With it's a great two question. airline yeah, tickets. Please tell me. Deluxe hotel accommodations yes. and two game tickets to the bowl game. And now that bowl game is looking pretty good. I know. Starting to I'm getting up. excited mm. to kind of think, okay, because I kind of like to plan a little bit because it's You're right during the holidays. Mm. And um, I tell maybe everyone. Maybe Dallas, maybe Florida. 
Mm-hmm. Either would be great. Either. either would be great. So roosterswings.com. Go there. You can sign up. There's two games left because once yes. it's done, the season's over. You can't register anymore. Running out of time. Folks. Yeah. You're running out of time. You're I running know. on empty. They're right there. We've had so many. Ten winners thus far. We've got two more left to pick. Nine winners this far. Nine. Pick the tenth today. Pick the tenth. I'm yep. sorry. So no, it doesn't go. Okay. It doesn't go to the Big Ten Championship. It's done at the end of the regular season. Yes, right. Twelve right. games. Yep. Yep. Twelve yep. games. Twelve winners. And if you plus had to, one, if you had to prognosticate, it almost seems like right now it'd be Miami, right? No. You don't think they go to Dallas? You think I think, I think they'd they're be almost fourth. certainly going. I think to they'd be the fourth. No, they're going to be fourth. They'll be fourth. right now. They'd be fourth. No, that's, firm, firm. They'd be fourth right you, now. After they beat Michigan State and Michigan, and then win the Big Ten, you think they're going to stay four? Hello, America. Is this your first time watching college football? I want to be very clear about something. When I say right now, I mean right now, not in two they're weeks. All, they're probably going to move up to three. To hey, Gary Barta. Tomorrow. Listen. Oh, oh, boy. I'm talking right now. Today. You and Gary Barta speak in the present. No, we're not allowed to prognosticate. Today. If you guys could just keep me posted on where you We're going to Miami. We're going to Miami. No, we're not. No, that's we're going, a oh, that Bob's so favorite fun. town. It's, Big it's, Bob. You should, you should just get tickets and everything today because Berm <laughs> said we're going to Miami. Actually, so get all those tickets. I, you save, save a few bucks. Yeah. I highly advise not listening. Big Bob. <laughs> Big Bob's Ohio favorite State town. is gonna, almost certainly winning out. You're going to you're gonna send all these winners to a game that Ohio State's are not playing a, in. Are you a salsa guy like Heartline was when he was in Miami? I'm not. I'm not for the salsa. Tortilla chips and salsa. But I do like to eat salsa. Yes. Miami, South Beach. How do you believe a salsa should be prepared? Berm's a South Beach I like spicy. But is it like chunky? No. I like it to be thick, but not overly chunky. Yeah. See, I like it more of like a... Kind of frothy. Like a picante. Not something that's like runny. Really. And and I don't need it to be like a bowl of diced tomatoes. I need it to have some nice consistency, thick... But not like overly chunky. It's like making mashed potatoes. It's a fine line. You don't it want them runny. You don't, line, want yeah. them, you don't want them chunky. I need in the comments today, I want everyone's preference for salsa. I love salsa. That's a very divisive salsa, topic. Salsa, salsa. That's a very bad idea. <laughs> bring your bring your hottest <laughs> salsa takes. Because I want Spencer, everyone in the comments Spencer to doesn't make a want list you to do it, of folks. all of Berm's bad ideas from today. That will be an even longer list. Not even close to done. <laughs> I, that's what I'm afraid of. I want to keep it going. Chris Booker. Uh, a walk-on making yeah. a key play on special teams gets a buck I leave for me, but I know you don't care about that because you'd rather talk about salsa. So we'll just move on from yeah. that. Good point, oh, uh, Spencer. What's the line right now? Eighteen and a half. Mm-hmm. Ohio State over Michigan State. Nicole, what does that mean to you? Let's just hope I pick better than I did last week because you it, picked a win happened, and they won. No more picks from me. It worked out just fine for Ohio State. And then today I started to kind of overanalyze it, and I was like, okay, no, I'm not going to do that. So I'm thinking 45-21. 45-21. And it was done correctly. She, hey. 45-21. to 21. She likes constructive criticism. She gets it. I love it. She gets it. She I wants to be it. better. She, Drives on she's it. one of those people that wants to be better. She holds holds herself accountable. Oh, she does. And I love she's it. going to give away two more Roosters Bowl gifts. She's going to make sure that there as many – Mini corn dogs as possible at Roosters for Appetizer <laughs> yes. Tuesday tomorrow. And she's going to go about her day, and we're going to come back and talk a lot more about Ohio State and Michigan State when we come back on Letterman Live, which is brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint. And now with some early bowl predictions, Bobby Carpenter. Well, Austin, what I'm seeing here is 12 lucky Roosters guests are getting the opportunity to travel to this year's Buckeye Bowl game. Each trip comes complete with two tickets, airfare, and hotel. One prize winner will be chosen each week. Guessing to register weekly at roosterswins.com. Uh, that's great, Bobby. What I was asking was your prediction for the Buckeyes this bowl season. I have no idea. I'm going to Roosters right now to register. Precision Engineering. 
rigorous attention to detail. A Bryant Evolution heating system is so well designed, it's as much of a joy to install as it is to use. Good to go. For the dealer nearest you, visit Bryant.com. All right, welcome back in to Letterman Live, breaking down Ohio State with another blowout win in the Big Ten, 59-31 over Purdue, getting ready for Michigan State. Let's. We got more questions than anything else about this defense. We touched on it early, Bob, that you know, the game plan seemed to change when as the game went on. Things it, change, Mark. Like you're the starting quarterback <laughs> now. Did you so? Do you have concerns coming out of that? I think there are a lot about of ways. About the whipped cream bikini? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, that wouldn't be a concern, but you can certainly think about it if you want. Well, distractions for the players. We're trying to be of <laughs> sound body, sound mind of one linear focus the right now. The room temperature has to be very low to maintain that bikini. <laughs> Does. I'm not sure that it did maintain. We didn't see it very long. Yeah, you don't maintain it for long. That's not really term. I don't know if you've ever seems, seen one in person. This seems like a reckless. But it doesn't, it doesn't last long. It seems reckless. And That's it's not meant to. And it's not meant to. You're supposed to enjoy the Sunday. <laughs> exactly. I like. How many times do you order ice cream and just, just let it stare sit there at it and mm, let it melt? That just, looks really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to touch just it. Just going to take uh, a picture of it. No, let me. Yeah. Oh, mm, point is, I bet it tastes. Hey yummy. guys, come look at this. Yeah. My point. Hey everybody. Is, you have to. Hey everybody. I have a Sunday. I'm not eating it. <laughs> is it Patrick Bateman? Don't just stare at it. Eat it. It's a Sunday. Yeah. Anyway, what I do with Sundays. Bob, the defense. Nom, 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 Are you nom. concerned about it heading into Michigan State, knowing that Michigan State has a pretty good you know, wide receiver group, maybe not Ohio State level, but does it play into the Buckeyes' favor that Michigan is, is State Na- wants to run the ball? Is Naylor healthy? Have you been over to East Lansing? We I know you live I in Michigan. I was wondering mm-hmm. if you were you – know. I, I haven't. And Jalen's obviously a, a, a field stretcher, but I don't think he's a Jahan Dotson, David Bell type yet. No, but I think when you pair him with Reed, then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's like, now you have two good options because – you're watching him against Purdue. I'm like, if he's out there, I think that that might have made a difference. Um, and they said that he's trying to get back this week. I mean, I don't I know what how. He, like, he had a cast on his hand. Well, it's a couple of weeks. Just get a thinner cast. <clears throat> the stuff that guys do to play, I mean, it's like, hey, all right, we'll take this cast off. We'll put this little thin one on. Mm-hmm. Or but recast. I think afterwards. I would need more protection in the game. Yeah, but you can't play as well. So this will give you, like, the bare minimum level. And so I don't know exactly. He's got pins in there. Like, how? what did they do? And then colleges, they don't disclose that. And frankly, you know what? They don't have to. So you know, it doesn't really bother me. Um, if he's back, a little bit of concern. I think our defensive line should be able to slow down this front. The linebackers are playing a lot better. Um, you know, you see those guys flying around making plays. Uh, you know, obviously Steele's playing really, really well. Chambers. You know, Eichenberg's playing well. Cody's playing well. Like, those guys look really good. With what they're doing. Um, in the secondary, I think they just need to tighten that rotation up a little bit. Cam Brown looked really good. Denzel uh, Burke looked really good. You know, I mean, they got some stuff with the safeties that they need to clean up a little bit. But yep. based upon what I've seen, like, there was nothing in there. I'm like, man, that's going to get them beat. Like, they need to be able to get pressure. But I think not getting pressure was a little bit of a function of, hey, Purdue's getting mm-hmm. the ball out really quick. And we're not going to try to yeah. go sell out to get get pressure on you. We're going to just sit back here. If you want to throw the ball, dink and dunk down the field, take a couple shots. As long as it's not 50 yards, we'll be good. So watching it defensively, next two weeks, ne- next week, nothing of concern. I want to see that run defense get tightened up a little bit. You know that's what Michigan's going to want to do. How physical can you be with the front four and the, the linebackers behind? And that's something, frankly, like, 
I'm glad because Michigan to me is like a Georgia light, basically like what they are. They're a really good defensive team that runs the football with, you know, average. They might have better quarterback play than Georgia, but like you don't really have to force them to see what they do in the passing game. So they don't have to, you never can get to that point. And so we'll see like the next two weeks, but this week I think they're fine. And then I'm going to want to see that run defense step up against uh, the other team from up north. I think my concern would be the one thing that can get you beat against a team like Michigan State is not tackling. Yeah. And, the, and the Buckeyes, especially. Uh, Marcus Williamson really had a rough day on on Saturday against Purdue, he just did. missing stuff right on the on the edge that you got to clean up. Um, but you know these teams are going to want to be multidimensional. That's how you beat Ohio State. You can't just beat the Buckeyes by running the ball. You're not going to beat them just by throwing because you'll see what they did on Saturday. They don't they'll let you throw for 400 yards. Don't you tell Jim Harbaugh that. Well, you're not going to beat them by just doing one thing. I think we're most of us are in agreement here, but most of us don't have our our pants on fire. And that's, no? Most of us but don't that's have khakis the, on either. That's the problem for Michigan when we're looking at the next two weeks. I think Michigan State is a much bigger challenge because they actually have some diversity to their offense. Michigan is so one-dimensional, mm-hmm. you can take that away pretty easily, in my opinion, especially with Ohio State's personnel. And the question was that kept being brought up was, is this going to come back and bite Ohio State, like the way they play defensively? And I just I don't see anything that carries over from it because Michigan State, Michigan, Wisconsin potentially – any team that they play in the playoff, none of them can throw it like Purdue mm-hmm. can. Well, and none of them have the offensive creativity of Jeff Brom. Well, like if sure. Jeff Brom mm-hmm. was a coach that had better talent like that, then there might be some level yeah. of concern. But I, I'm not watching these, these other teams play and seeing like them scheme up crazy. Like I would put like him in the category of like Lane Kiffin, you know, Mike Leach. Some of these guys who maybe some of them are weird and a little quirky, but they're very skilled. Your boy Josh Heupel. Josh Heupel, same thing, but they're very skilled at calling games yeah. and drawing it up. And that guy doesn't exist Thank on you. the current schedule of games right. that are set to be played. Yeah, I mean, the, the last two games we have, the best player on each team, we would say, is what, the running back? More than likely, you know, you got Kenneth Walker, and then you have the Haskins uh, uh, out of Michigan. Best player on Michigan well, is Corum, probably Hutchinson. If, but, well, uh, fair, but I'm just, offensively, offensive, since we're talking about, yeah. the you know, the defense. It I, is built about the running So back. I think these last two games is a totally different look yeah. defensively than what we were going into Purdue because we're worried about, hey, this kid was, you know, Completing 75, 74% of his passes the last four games. I don't think you have that worry with Michigan State. I know Thorne can can get the ball down the field, but I think both the teams we will play here coming up want to establish the run, and they want to lean on those guys to try and move the ball, especially against a team like Ohio State, who they're going to want to bleed the clock. But it's also a difference in the style of passing game. Thorne can get the ball down the field, but you have to have time to get the ball down the yes. field. Uh, and I don't know that Ohio State would – play the same sort of defensive front against Michigan. Well, if it's 35-7 to with eight minutes to go in the second quarter, they will. Then you'll probably see some prevent. You'll see yeah, you have to think about this. Covering the flats instead of rushing the quarterback. Yeah. Like, I just The stuff they were doing on Saturday just doesn't translate yeah. into mm-hmm. the next two weeks. Well, Ohio State has, what, the 107th ranked pass defense in the country. Michigan State has the 130th ranked pass They're... defense in the country. Like You're going to see teams that come out and try to throw the ball on Saturday. And I think Michigan State understands that you don't generally thrive by trying to beat Ohio State with a running game. When do those yards come? What does the game look like? Mm-hmm. I think that's part of it. Like when you're a good team and you're scoring a lot of points, like you're going to give up passing yards. Well, Purdue mm-hmm. put up, what, 560 passing yards against Michigan State. Oh, yeah. 100. That's what I'm saying. That was in critical games. Kate McNamara threw for almost 400 against Yeah, and, that's, and he's not a guy that's doing that. Like Purdue and watching o- O'Connell throw for that, it's like, all right, it's our end of game yardage. It's not a big deal. We're giving up some of this, mm-hmm. you know, anyway. And, I guess I look at it as in a critical situation. Can you go out there and ask your guys to get stops? And, you know, for the most part, you know, Cam Brown, Denzel Burke, like they've stepped up. The defensive line is starting to get pressure. And I feel much better about that today than I did seven or eight weeks ago. If someone calls a hold, 
Well, yeah, well, <laughs> three games in a row. We know that's not going to happen. I can't believe it. My bold prediction last week on the site was that the Big Ten officials would actually call a holding. No, I, I, I am. I can't believe it. It's insane because they're still just ripping the jersey and refusing to call holds. Yeah. I just, I, I'd never seen anything like it. I don't know what you can do. They've all you in, can do is send in the videos of they, hey, this is where they're holding they, our guys. They have it. It's and, not changing yeah. anything. I don't get it. Bob's involved with like. Talking to the officials. At, at I mean, yeah, level. you got a like, line. You got a line into uh, the Big Ten championship. They're, those guys don't want to listen Com- to me. <laughs> they 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 want nothing to hear what I have to say as far as officiating because there's a whole boatload of issues that we could be tapping into, and that's I don't understand that. It's, you're going to throw the ball 53 times and not get one holding call against a defensive line like that, that has been killing it and getting to the quarterback. That, you know, what I mean, they, like, come then on. they had the nerve to throw the one on Ruckert. Yeah, like, Purdue is just it's even worse. The fact, yes, that you're going to throw one on Ohio State, then which I'm like, okay, I mean, it's not. It was. I didn't think that was a crazy call, but it's like if you're just going to not call them, don't call them on either team. Yeah. What are we talking about? That was the that was the unbelievable part. Um, who offensively? Do you think they took the points? I think they were watching weekend kickoff, and they're like, "All those four Buckeyes said that this is going to be a cover for Purdue. We better, we better get an eye on that. We don't, oh. want, we don't want to make Bobby mad because this week he doesn't think Ohio State can cover, which of course they did. They did. Hadn't for two weeks though. Yeah. Uh, I guess I want to go back to that with the defense. Felt to me like an overreaction to the situation. Because of the previous two weeks, Ohio State had played, had shown so much more improvement in games that are more valuable looking forward in me, to me. Because they're running teams, you know, and those were critical moments. Like you had to get stops. So, like, when you don't have to get a stop, it's tough to replicate, like, that same sense of urgency. Of like, all right, it's third and seven. They're on their 35 yard line. Like, we're up by five touchdowns. Yeah. Like, okay, like, let them catch it. We'll tackle them. Oh, he drug us across for, you know, nine yards. Mm-hmm. Line up and play again. Let's just make sure we're continuing to do that. We're not, hey, we're bringing pressure, locking them down, yeah. or doing this or that and trying to get off the field. Like, they are trying to, but they're not using all the tools available. And so the players feel that. Well, in the first half, I thought, I thought they did a good job of that. Three now. I mean, start yeah, the game. three now start the game. Yeah, they go down and get one, but then you basically hold them. And your defense was on the field most of that second quarter because we scored so quickly. <laughs> so it's like, I mean, they, I thought they did a great job in that first half. Now, you go in at halftime, you come back out, it's cold, it's this and that and the other, and you just want to keep people in front of you. But I think to set the tone, they let Purdue know what was going to happen right away, in my opinion. I think there was also a, a realization with the personnel that Steel Chambers needed to be out there on every key snap. And in the first half, he was. You shortened that rotation, and they were rolling primarily with uh, you know Steel Chambers and Cody Simon, and that was working. I think they're still doing maybe a little bit too much of that. You brought up the cornerback situation, Bob. Uh, Cam Brown and Denzel Burke are two of the highest graded cornerbacks uh, in the country. You want them out as, as much as possible. I know that Ohio State wants to rotate. They want to play depth. They want to get reps for everybody. At, when you get to this point of the season, when November is for contenders, contenders, you have to have your best players on the field. I just I feel strongly, and I yeah, you got ten games to to play the depth game. You know, now you it's crunch time. <laughs> Play, play, play the best players, and, and that's it. And, oh, they can. and part of it, too, early in the season, like, you're dealing with elements, you're dealing with heat. You know, it's cold now. Like, it's a lot easier to go out there and play 80% of the snaps, 90% of the snaps. You want to spell these guys a little bit, but it's a lot easier to handle that workload when it's not 90 degrees outside on the mm-hmm. turf and it's just yeah. bearing down on you. What will the uh, emotions be like for these Buckeyes on, on Senior Ooh. Day? I know it's a tough balance when you have it not <laughs> being the last week of the regular season. 
you've got the game following Thanksgiving and then the Big Ten Championship game, so they'll probably want to be focused on mm. something other than yeah. the fact it's the last time in the horseshoe. So Justin, you know, he was fortunate. He got his last mm-hmm. game, Tunnel Pride, Michigan, which is unbelievable, awesome mm-hmm. experience. Um, you know, mine was uh, not the final game, not the final game of the season. We played Michigan up there. I believe it was Northwestern. Was that our final game at home that year? That or, that or Illinois. They were back to back. I want to say, um, you know, but I, I remember like I remember the day vividly. As far as you're walking down the ramp and you're sitting there in the locker room and you're like, you know, this is the last pregame, like the last of everything that you're going to do at Ohio State, and that's an emotional moment, especially for guys who have made it this long, who decided to come here and stay here. You know, like Chris Olave. You look at the journey he's been on throughout his career, and a lot of people thought you know he might not be here yeah. for this. You know, and he is, and it's uh, it's a pretty great time. It's a pretty sweet experience. Thayer Mumford, you know, these guys stay, and they're they're making this decision to go out there and do it. And it's something that you know you've got to stay, you have to you know or graduate and choose this. And you know, some guys leave early and they don't get it. And I, I think that that's probably it's the only time where they individually acknowledge you at Ohio State, as far as you get. Five to ten, five seconds where they call your name, you run out, and everybody cheers. Not a play that you made, nothing else. They call your name, and whether you, you know, started forty games in your career, or you're the dude from Kansas who had never played an offensive snap, who catches a two point conversion <laughs> in overtime to beat yeah. Texas. Like it doesn't matter. Like everybody gets a standing ovation, and that's awesome. Like it's great to see it for your teammates. It's great to be a part of it. Your parents are out there. Mm-hmm. You know, your parents are all emotional. They know it's. They've been through the journey with you. And uh, you have no idea what's next, but you've got to go play a football game. And it's easier when you're playing a team like Northwestern Illinois that you know you should win <laughs> um, because there's part of it where you come out, and I always worry about this, especially when you start an offense. Like defense, you can kind of be a little bit more aggressive and like you can move around. Like Offensively, there's more timing and stuff involved. Mm-hmm. When you get guys that are really amped up, like you can see some procedure yeah. stuff. Like <laughs> Guys might not – the timing might not necessarily yeah. be that you drop a ball like – you know, things like Your eyes that are moving up field a little quicker. Yeah, the like, quarterback's getting the ball a little faster. I mean, it, it every, definitely happens. You're just amplified. Mm-hmm. I was so that, wondering if it was going to be the other way, like guys who are emotional and like kind of feeling. You're getting a little emotional. Faddish, you know. I don't think you're sad. Here's the thing: emotion is a powerful beast. Whether it's like you know sadness, anger, you know happy, all those things. Like when you start eliciting those uh, hormones within your body, like you are more amplified. Yeah. And it's just, it makes it tough to kind of bring it in, focus up, and you have a big-time game. And even though it's not, you know, Michigan, it's tough because you have Thanksgiving and everything and all this stuff, and it's Michigan State, and it's a top-ten matchup. Game day is going to be there. Like, it's going to be a sweet deal. It also throws off timing of everything you've done all year long. Absolutely. Coaches hate that stuff. The entire routine of game day is now thrown and sped up 20 minutes because you got to do this Mm -hmm. before game. So, Even a couple years ago when they just said, hey, the loudspeaker doesn't work, and guys are just running out. Like, it was the most depressing (laughs) thing ever. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. It was 2019. Yeah. The last Is one they had. Yeah, with actual fans. That's tough. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, wait, we're just going <laughs> to just just going out. run out? Like, you, you. you go. Like, <laughs> so everything that I said, discount that. The one time in your career. Because <laughs> yeah. that didn't happen. Man, yeah, guys. that's tough. It's, uh, and then the, the speaker magically worked like three minutes later. <laughs> For kickoff. Weird how that works. <laughs> it is. It's, uh, it's a fun day. I mean, it is what it is. You, you got to go out and play a game, but... Family's there, you know. You might have some more people in town. You, you know, everybody's on the field. You get to see them before the game, so it's it's a fun thing. They know it's been coming. You know, when you come back and you're a senior, you just know this is part of the deal. And it's one of those. It can be a sad day. Maybe doing you know the last uh, senior tackle in, in the Woody Hayes. You know, that's the night before Thursday at the end of practice. You know, we used to do anyways, where somebody would get up and talk 
you know, about you, a younger player who maybe you, uh, you know, helped out or took Dude, under your wing. They did at the stadium our senior year, and it was freezing. I don't remember that. I, I remember how cold I was sitting there. <laughs> well, I'm sure. brutal. I, I just remember having to do Krenzel's when I was a young yeah. guy, and he was going out. And it it's a cool little thing because, you know, you get these younger younger guys, and they get to say, you know, how they feel about you or maybe what you've done to help them. And, you know, that, that's part of it as well. And so it, it's just a fun a fun week. And, you know, it's got to end with a win because you don't want to lose on senior day. Are you surprised I didn't cut the loudspeaker when you came down the tunnel? <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. I was a little surprised. I thought they might have just left me off the list. Uh, you just go to the sideline with the guys. Cross after, him off the list. <laughs> yeah. not being allowed to, to talk all season. Yeah. yeah. Um, Burm, you're already crying. Who, yeah. are, who are you going to be? I'm just so emotional thinking about Who are you going to be sad to, to see get their last call out there in the horseshoe? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think Thayer Munford's one of those great stories that, you know, Bob alluded to him already, but you're talking about a kid that really a, a week before signing day when he was finishing up high school wasn't thinking about coming to Ohio State and gets an offer from the Buckeyes late and then, you know, you you don't know what these years take, and I mean it was 2019 or 2018 when all of a sudden you realize this kid actually might this kid might be able to play. He comes mm-hmm. in and in in a weird spot in the Rose Bowl, and you're like, why is he playing? And then all of a sudden, he's a leader on the team. But but it's not even just that. Like you've watched Thayer over the last couple of years. I know you're close with him. Mm-hmm. Watch him just um, mature into the person he is. I think it's just really cool to see and. You know, there are other players like that, obviously, the Jaron Cages of the world who, Jaron, I think we're thinking I, he might come back for next gonna, year. I think he's going to be back. So, we, you know, you won't All he does him. is recover fumbles. That's pretty good at it. <laughs> yeah, but it's a good skill to have. I was like, it is. he's got another one. <laughs> you know how hard that is? But then, obviously, Haskell Garrett's the other one. I mean, Haskell's been through uh, more than most people. Can. Shot in the face. I mean, that's, in the, in that, would, that would qualify as more than most people get to go through. Uh, and how I, many people get think, to go through? How many think? How many people you think in this world have been shot in the face and are still and then became <laughs> played all, a still American? I'm not even talking all American. Just played still a football game like three weeks ago. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> that's going to be a, an interesting. You know, that's a it's a interesting side story. But you know, there, there's a lot of kids on this team. Marcus Williamson, as a local kid who, oh. um, you know, wanted to to play more over his career and has been through a lot. But you know, I, I just like to watch them. I think it's one of the cool moments in sports when you get to see that happen. Well, especially now with the portal being available. And this, to me, to only make it more special, the guys who choose to stay, stay four years. Those who stay will be champions. They've Notre been Dame. champions a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, there's truth to that. And so it's decisions that you make and hope sometimes it's based upon just a belief that you'll get an opportunity at some point. And there's mm-hmm. no guarantee of that ever happening. So it's, there's a lot to it. And this is going to be something that you, know, you see these guys come through. They chose to stay here. They chose not to leave. And, uh, you know, your, this is your reward, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Those who stay will be champions is actually Michigan. Those oh, even play more. like a champion today is Notre Dame. Whatever. You got your references mixed up. And it actually, Those who stay will play like a champion and It actually today. doesn't really apply to either, either of those, but Ohio State should take over yeah, both of them. Like, you just <laughs> laugh at it. Wow. You're just going to an easier punchline. Take their culture. Well, it, it, never, <laughs> wow. it never says. But their culture is not producing championships. How can you even up, say yeah. it? That the, oh, there is no, there is no disclaimer. That there, is culture, there is no disclaimer at the bottom of that that says, those who stay will be champions in this amount of time. Okay, of life, it's of life. Yes, in an indeterminate amount of time, and we haven't dis- disclosed what the potential arena or any of that stuff could be. So there's a lot of opportunities for that still to happen. Your favorite program, Tennessee, did a great job mm. spinning that to champions of life and not really worrying about winning trophies or divisions or getting to the playoff. And that didn't really play that well at the fan base, but at least it was, it was more accurate. But you know what? They're trying to win at life. And that's we're developing our young people. You'll be uh, 
most especially proud of our young men. Oh yeah, three hundred and twelve. Oh, give it to him, Jimmy. Whatever, whatever days it <laughs> yes. was. As we three hundred three hundred nineteen days. So we Berm has that. Hey. Berm has that above his bed. It's twelve days printed from out. now, right? <clears throat> Get ready for that one. It's looming. Berm's got the waterworks ready for that emotional experience as well. First is <laughs> we Michigan came in State. his backyard. <laughs> That's right. We'll be picking him up once we cross the state border next Very, week. That's okay. a nice, quick drive. But before we get to minutes. that, Ohio State has to play Michigan State. Huge one on Saturday in the Horseshoe at Senior Day. Buckeyes are favored uh, to win yet another one. We'll have full coverage of that, as we always do all week at Letterman Row. We appreciate Roosters for having us in to the Letterman Lounge. Nicole Cox for hosting us, as always. That's Justin Zwick, Bobby Carpenter, Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. We'll see you next Monday.